Welcome to the Companion Chapel. My name is Mike, coming to you from the Great Lakes area, beautiful Ontario, Canada, on this gorgeous February 1st day, February 1st, 221. Starting a new month here. We're in the book of Isaiah, chapter 22. Uh, the book of Isaiah, Isaiah meaning the salvation of Yahweh. Prophecy that was written for today, written prophecy that is more relevant to these times right now than ever before. All God's prophecies occur and develop in preliminary and partial happenings, for example, to us, before they lead up to and become fulfilled and permanent. God is fair. Isaiah's voice and pen, but our Father's words. Please consider your part in the many-membered body of Christ. Help magnify and broadcast God's saving word. This podcast is only possible through your donations. Please give it up for God at CompanionChapel.com, Visa, MasterCard, PayPal, or e-transfer to email address CompanionChapel at gmail.com. You're encouraged to send your biblical questions or prayer requests to email address CompanionChapel at gmail.com or come by for a Bible study to number 338, side road 28, slash 29, Saugine Shores, Ontario, Canada, NOG, 2GO. The phone number here is 519-706-8876. Now turn with me in your Bibles, please, to Isaiah chapter 22, verse 1. The burden of the valley of vision. That's Jerusalem. We always translate within the Bible. Other places it's called inhabitant of the valley or mountain in the fields or rock of the plain. This is the valley of vision and there was a lot of visions happened here. Abraham's, uh, David's, Isaiah's. Okay, so the burden of Jerusalem, what aileth thee now that art wholly gone up to the housetops? Thou art full of stirs, a tumultuous city, a joyous city. Thy slain men are not slain with the sword, nor dead in battle. All thy rulers are fled together, they are bound by archers. All that are found in thee are bound together, which have fled from afar. What's going on here? This was a nice city. It was a joyous city, but they didn't give any credit to God. They started making their own gods, and they started saying their own prayers to whoever they wanted to, or having burnt offerings to whatever was popular, whatever this is trendy, and that's what happened. It's no longer a joyous city. You're supposed to be a joyous city. What are you doing, howling up on the rooftops? And and why is why are you not slain with the sword nor dead in battle? Because it's an occupation. Somebody came by and occupied the land. Said, we're taking this stuff. You guys just, you know, we're in charge now. Occupying army. The occupying army of today is Babylon. Confusion. The occupying army is the Assyrian. That's Satan. Satan's confusion. We did that yesterday. Revelation chapter 17. We translated it out. And without Revelation chapter 17 as our glossary, the Bible would remain a mystery. It tells us who Babylon is. It is that sovereign kingdom. It is the sovereign kingdom of Satan and his four empires, which are the worldwide political system, which just invaded these guys and has invaded the last five or six people that uh, are places that we've been talking about in the last chapters of Isaiah, just comes in and invades. Uh, the one world economic system, it's never been like this before in the history of mankind. The one world religious system. It's just destitute of truth. Church after church after church. It's so sad that they don't teach the Bible. Just destitute of truth. Biblically illiterate Christians is the saddest thing. I pray for that constantly. I pray for everybody equally. But what are you going to church for? What are you learning? This guy up in the front is just using the Bible as a book of quotes. And that is just 
It's so unfortunate. It is such a great read. It is so poetic. It is such a nice piece of literature. And it's a solemn warning from our Father what's going to happen. Look what happens every time there's a nice city. People just get all into themselves, what's in it for me. And what happens? You get ambushed by the devil. The devil comes in and he uses his bow. And his bow, written in Revelation chapter 6, Verses 1 and 2, he's the white horse, he's a fake. And that bull is, when you translate that out, it's a toxic bull. It's a toxic bull that is aimed right at the iris of your eye. It's coming on your computer screen, your cell phone, your TV. You think God didn't know this wasn't going to happen like this. He told us all things. Jesus Christ tells us all things. Let's just carry on here. These guys are bound together. They're, they're bound by the adversary. They're bound by a occupying force and that's what pretty much almost everybody in the world has an occupying force around them and it's just because they allow it because they don't have faith in god they don't trust in god and if you don't trust in god you can't be trusted for therefore said i look away from me i will weep bitterly labor not to comfort me because of the spoiling of the daughter of my people this god just talking through isaiah here like like, look away from me. I'm embarrassed here. Like, like we should have known better. But, you know, here comes this army just walks in and just takes over the place. Like, stay in the heart of mankind to war. All the evil in the world comes from the human heart. It's perpetuated by the human heart. And it's stirred up by Satan himself, the adversary, the slanderer. For it is a day of trouble and of treading down and of perplexity by the Lord God of hosts in the valley of vision, breaking down the walls and of crying to the mountains. What's going on here? Day of trouble, treading down? Because you walked into it. People walk into it all the time. Every time you walk away from God, God will not leave you or forsake you. You leave or forsake God. And you chastise yourself. And God's always right there. God knows how much chastisement you need to humble for the eternity because He's watching you. He allows you. God only chastises those he loves. You have to get the evil out of you. You have to get all those vain thoughts of egotisms and what's in it for me and thinking you're better than others. And just you have to get all that selfishness out of you. And you have to humble and submit with unquestioned obedience because Jesus Christ did. And he validated a kingdom when he was up on that cross. He could have easily got off that cross. Easily. There was 200,000 angels standing there waiting just in case. But no, he made a kingdom valid and legit because he did not make concessions to evil. He did not compromise with evil. He did not negotiate with evil. And therefore, he set up a kingdom that will not accommodate evil because Christ did it. And you cannot bring anything into that kingdom. There's no excuse. There's no negotiating. You're not going to sit there and plead your case to Jesus Christ the day you die which will be soon, by the way. Everybody's going to die. Probably everybody listening to this podcast will, will die within the next 25, 30 years. Like, that's hardly anything as far as the scope of time is concerned. What are you waiting for? Get your spiritual body in order. You'll feel the peace. You'll feel the love of Christ coming to your heart. And you'll know. You'll know what it means to be fed with the bread of life and of the living waters. Because you won't be hungry for the ways of the world. You won't hunger or thirst for the ways or things of the world. You'll give so much thanks. You'll, re, you'll, you'll just feel so relieved when you get over it, when you can unglue your face from those phones and computer screens and stop being ambushed by the enemy. <clears throat> 
Verse 6, And Elam bare the quiver with chariots of men and horsemen, and Kerr uncovered the shield. Okay, Lamb and Kerr, let's just say that's the south and north limits of the Chaldean forces of the Babylonian army. Okay, they, they got you surrounded, and they have us surrounded today, because we allow it to come into our houses. We allow it to come into our minds. We watch it all the time. Our phones, our, our the news feeds, Facebook, come on, CNN, the most trusted name in news. If you trust, if that's the most trusted name in news, then the news has no validity whatsoever. The only thing I believe when I watch the news is the date. And sometimes I even question that. After, the, after, after they say what day it is, that's it. I, I just look at it. You have to look at it with critical thinking. Like, what's in it for them? What, they have no consequences of when they lie. There's nothing. They can just say whatever they want. It's social engineering, textbook definition of social engineering. Seven, and it shall come to pass that the choicest valleys shall be full of chariots, and the horsemen shall themselves in array, so set themselves in array at the gate. And he discovered that the covering of Judah, and thou didst look in that day to the armor of the house of the forest. What's going on here? Well, if you have army guys in the best fields, the choicest valleys, then that's a problem because you should have farmers down there. And these guys, what happens when an army comes through anywhere? Just total destruction. Almost every single country, almost every single country has an army that's just ready to either get invaded or when they get really strong, they look around the planet. Like the United States, oh, we got the biggest army here. Let's go pick on some little countries. Let's go down to Grenada. Let's go down to Panama. Let's go over to uh, Afghanistan. Let's go, hey, Iraq's right beside here. Why don't we just walk into Iraq? You know, like, give me a break. Okay, all the evil in the world comes from the heart of mankind. We're in 152 different countries with armed troops. You've got to be kidding me. Like, like, America is just the biggest bully thug on planet Earth. And what's happening? A big, divided, watered-down, diluted country is what's going on, <clears throat> as it's written in the, in, the, in the Trumps. The Trumps are coming to pass just as, just as they're written. And, and here it says the discovering the cover of Judah. That means the cover of Judah would be like their protection, the covering. And the armor of the house of the forest, well, we can see all their stuff. We see all their bows and arrows, and, and we see all their, uh, they didn't have guns back then, but their chariots and horses. Everything that the army would have had would have been in the house of the forest. And, oh, we can see all this stuff. They just walked right in and took a look at it. Hey, let's just take this stuff. And I've seen also the breaches of the city of David. They know how to walk right in and walk right out like nobody's business. There's the Babylonian army, the Assyrian army. Just, okay, those are just names for Satan. And always refer to Revelation chapter 17 as your glossary. Every time you see the word Babylon, what's really being said, the deeper lesson, there's your glossary right there. Um, armor of the house of the forest. Okay, you gather together the waters of the lower pool. Like you guys are even demoing the pool. Like you, like you made a ditch, and you have numbered the houses of Jerusalem and the houses you have broken down to fortify the wall. Yeah, what happens when an army walks into a place? They just demo it. Hey, that house is in my way, said Mr. Tank Driver. He just drives right through it. And back then, they would have just, just beat right through it. They used battering rams back then. Like about 10 guys on a big piece of lumber, and they just go around wrecking stuff. And that's all wars do wreck stuff. God hates war. Like his own children fighting each other and killing each other. Just absolutely, when you really humble and think about that, it's absolutely brutal. Or, or governments not feeding their people. 
right from the breadbasket of the world, Africa. There should be not one starving person on this planet. God made this a beautiful place, a self-sustaining planet, and mankind has just demoed it. Like, mankind has made it into a chemical toilet. There should not be one starving person on the world. And it's all because of human beings. Human beings cannot govern themselves. They've never been able to govern themselves, and they never will. You made also a ditch between the two walls of the water of the old pool. Yeah, I just said that. They just decided to do some excavating there and wreck stuff. Um, but you have not looked upon the maker thereof, neither had respect unto him that fashioned it long ago. You, uh, you guys just come in and you just think, oh, uh, this, you don't even think, hey, I'm wrecking God's country. Like, I don't know what uh, Trump did in four years, but I know that the president before Trump had eight years. And in that eight years, that guy who won a Nobel Peace Prize, just unbelievable, that guy dropped a bomb every nine minutes for eight solid years somewhere on planet earth then no respect unto him that fashioned it long ago no respect for god i'm just going to keep dropping bombs here every nine minutes oh you want to give me a global or nobel peace prize you got to be kidding me you can't you can't trust people you can't trust mankind 12 and in that day did the lord god of hosts call to weeping and mourning and to baldness and to girding with sackcloth these are things of sorrow yeah, this is a really sorry state. I gave you a great place. You didn't give me credit. And then the enemy just walks in and just occupies you. And you guys have no defense because you have to turn back to the Lord. And this is what a lot of people do. And a lot of people around here live like this. Watch this. 13. And behold, joy and gladness, slaying oxen and killing sheep, eating flesh, drinking wine. Let us eat and drink for tomorrow we shall die. People living for the day. Hey, it's not my problem. As long as I'm good. As long as I'm sitting in my house with my case of beer and my buddies and we're out in our shop with our toys and, you know, it doesn't bug me what's going on on planet Earth. Just ignore it. That's what people do. Ah, it's, it's, it's way over there on the other side of the planet. You know what? Well, you guys have some good jobs, especially up and around here. There's high paying jobs up here. This is a real money area. Now, I don't have two nickels to rub together. I don't even have hydro. I don't have electricity or water here, but there's a lot of money up around here because the biggest nuclear power plant in the world is just located like five miles away from my house, maybe five miles. And out from this front window that I uh, put in this uh, house, that's this house is uh, looks like it's abandoned. Um, I can see over 50 of those giant wind turbines. There's a lot of work up here, a lot of high-paying jobs at that nuclear power plant. And there's a lot of people that just have their investment portfolios and they're making money even after they retire. And is it at the expense of others? Is it at the expense of other people's human rights? Nobody cares. Let us eat and drink today for tomorrow. You know, if we don't die, let us eat and drink again tomorrow. Let us eat and drink. It's somebody else's problem. God hates that. He absolutely can't stand that. And when you go up to meet your maker, what are you going to do? Look around for a beer store? Look around for the liquor store? Well, I'm trying to buy a pack of smokes up there. Okay, at 14. And it was revealed in my ears by the Lord of hosts, Surely this iniquity shall not be purged from you till you die, saith the Lord God of hosts. I don't know. I can't even tell you how many people have just died like that from living for the day. It's not my problem. Oh, that's over in Africa. Oh, that's over in Europe. Oh, that problem. Oh, that problem's in the next county over. Not my problem. I'm getting drunk. I'm just going to fill my face. I'm going to double fist a chocolate 
eclair on the way to work, have my coffee, go do my job, and just, just kind of, you know, sit in the middle. Not really. God doesn't like fence sitters. Revelation chapter 3, you remember that. God calls them like vomit. You guys just cruising through the day. You don't give me any credit. Just, you know, just eat and drink and let us be merry. Uh, do the same thing tomorrow. It's not my problem. Okay, God says, well, these guys will do this till the day they die. And so they will. 15, thus saith the Lord God of hosts, go get thee unto this, tre this treasurer. Now, Satan is the ultimate treasurer of the world. The World Bank is run by Satan and the satanic families that run the World Bank. Like, it is just a vice on every human being, the World Bank. It is a vice of usury. Every country owes money to some unknown force called the World Bank that it, people are so oblivious of. Where is your debt to? When I ask people, okay, I live in Canada. Why is our debt like trillion dollars? Like, who do we owe this money to? And people will stumble around and say, uh, well, like America, United States? No, we don't owe them money. Uh, oh, China? No, we don't owe them nothing. We owe the World Bank. And they have, a, they have a vice on almost every country around the world. And countries like Iraq, Saddam Hussein's Iraq, who didn't want to be part of the World Bank, just to say, no. What do they do? Hey, America, we'll give you a break here. Go over there and just uh, run your tanks over everything. Drop a thousand bombs. In fact, for eight years, drop one bomb every nine minutes. Can you do that? Sure, I can do that. Sure. Off you go. You'll be president. And you do what I tell you. Okay, and then the, the guy that, like, I don't know American politics, but I know one thing, that uh, this Trump character, who I know nothing about, and I don't care to know anything about, but he was the president, did pull all the troops out of Iraq and Afghanistan, but I never hear about that on the radio. But the president before claimed he would do that in his first term of office, but in turn... He dropped a bomb every nine minutes for eight solid years somewhere on planet Earth to kill people. The bombs aren't to go, like, just burst in air like a stupid national anthem they got. The bombs burst on the ground to kill human beings. And he got a Nobel Peace Prize? That's just jokes. You can only trust God. You can only trust God. That's all there is to it. Get you to this treasurer. That's Satan. But here, back then, we this guy was... Uh, Shibna, Shibna, which is over in thy house, and say, What hast thou here? And this is what God's saying to Satan. What hast thou here? Of whom hast thou here? And thou hast hewed thee out a sepulchre, like a safe place, as he that heweth him out a sepulchre on high, and that gaveth an habitation for himself in a rock. God's going, What have you here? Remember back in chapter 14, Satan's son what Satan thinks. That's a great poetic chapter. That's awesome. Chapter 14, when Satan says, For thou hast said in thy heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. We're the stars of God. I will sit upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high. And then God says in the next verse, Yet thou shalt be brought down to hell to the sides of the pit. Just, just right down to the pit, buddy. And uh, good, good riddance. Bon voyage, Satan. Now in this chapter 22, God's saying to the treasure of the world, what have we here? What's going on here? Oh, this is interesting. 17, behold, the Lord, will the Lord will carry thee away 
a mighty captivity and will surely cover thee. Yeah, it's curtains for you, Sheba, and it's curtains for you, Satan. This was the treasure of the world. Uh, finance, one worldism, World Bank, Federal Reserve, International Monetary Fund. Come on, let's give me a break. He will surely violently toss and turn like a ball into a large country. There shall thou die, and there the chariots of the glory shall be the shame of the Lord's house. Yeah, all the material things on earth don't add up to a hill of beans to God. It's like you can be the big shot, or like it said in the last chapter, you know, it doesn't matter who you are. God doesn't respect the persons. He respects what's in your heart. You can't go up there, yeah, I had the most stuff. Like the common saying is, whoever has the most stuff in the end wins. Well, let me tell you something. Whoever wins the rat race, you're still a rat. And that's what God thinks too. How'd you win the rat race? What'd you do? What'd you do for God? Like past the basic necessities of life, what do you need? What have you done to magnify God's word, to help broadcast God's word around the world, to help God's children so they don't act like this, so they don't get ambushed, so they don't have anxieties, fears, and worries? Like what are you doing with your stuff? Being possessive, having entitlement feelings. You got to be careful. You throw you like a ball into a large country. And I will drive thee from thy station. That means I'm going to boot you right out of your office, Satan. I'm going to boot you right out of your of your, these dynasties, these empires you have around the planet that people perpetuate. They protect them. People freak out. They lose their mind about the economy. Oh, the economy's going to... Oh, the economy. Well, whoopee do. You know what? If people didn't perpetuate evil, there would be no evil. There would be no evil in the world if people did not perpetuate it. It's all on human beings. And to think what happens, people go around and blame God. Oh, something bad happens. Why was God? Why didn't God do something? Why didn't God step in? God didn't do it. Mankind did it. How are we going to ever learn? How is God ever going to defeat evil? How are we ever going to individually understand we cannot bring evil into the kingdom of God unless we go through it, unless we make up our minds free will? God's not going to go around like, say you're speeding in your car and you can't make the corner and you're going to roll it into a ditch. He's not going to go, well, wait, I'm going to just stop that for you. How are you ever going to learn not to speed again? How's the next country going to learn? Like, okay, we're going to water down our religion. We're going to kick God out of our schools. We're going to kick God out of the whole country, basically. And, uh, you know, like during the inauguration of the United States, uh, Joe Biden comes in and they got this priest praying. This priest prayed at that inauguration to at least five or six different gods. You've watered it down. You've watered down this great nation. Watch what's going to happen. The America will not stand. It'll get, it's invaded by Satan and people coddle along. People care more about the economy and more about the political system than they do about God. And that's a shame. And it will not stand. Evil always implodes in on itself. And these stations, these TV stations America has come up with, where we get the news, the mainstream media, like if people didn't listen to it, it wouldn't exist. People perpetuate the lies because they take them in. They go on Facebook. They go on Instagram. They go on TikTok. They go on all these places on, on the internet and take the news for face value. And they perpetuate the lies just by feeding into it. 
You should be feeding into God's word, perpetuating God's word. If everyone just said, hey, that's not true. That's not true. It wouldn't happen. We all know that this is germ warfare. We all know COVID-19 didn't just come up in a bowl of bat soup. Give me a break. Like, people believe that. Nobody believed that. It happened in a laboratory. Two guys standing around going, hey, I invented SARS. And what do they do? Give themselves a high five? Release it on the world. Ah, it wasn't really effective, but it got everyone's attention. Okay, let's wait a few years. Ah, here's a coronavirus. Novel coronavirus. What should we call this? Not Corona-19? COVID-19? Okay, all of a sudden it's around the world. Now it's mutating. It came from a laboratory. Were these two guys high-fiving each other and then the petri dish fell on the floor? No, it got released. Don't kid yourself. This is germ warfare coming from the north, coming from the Rush countries, as it's written in the Bible. The Bible tells everything to the letter. Deception, wars and rumors of wars, conflicts, famine, famine in the end times, as for hearing God's word taught, as it says in Amos chapter 8, what comes after famine? Pestilence. And pestilence is just another word for pandemic. Christ told us all things. He's not going to leave us out in the dark on this. And what comes after? Read your Bible or support this podcast and I'll teach you a little Bible from cover to cover. 19, and I will drive thee from thy station and from thy state shall he pull thee down. Yeah, there you go. Down to the ground. And I will come to pass in that day that I will call my servant Ekelim, the son of Hilkai. So Ekelim means truth. Son of Hilkai. Okay, we're getting into historical stuff here, but um, Ekelim means who God set up, but it really means truth. 21, and I will clothe him with thy robe and strengthen him with thy girdle. There's a Messiah type here. And I will commit thy government into his hand, governmental perfection, the number 12 of God. And he shall be a father to the inhabitants of Jerusalem and to the house of Judah. And the key of the house of David will I lay upon his shoulder, Jesus Christ our Lord and Savior. So shall he open and none shall shut and he shall shut and none shall open. The key of David has not been laid on anybody's shoulder except Jesus Christ, our Savior. This is pure prophecy, Revelation chapter 3. You can read all about that there. And I will fasten him as a nail. We'll fasten him up there perfectly. That's where your strength is. You can, that's, that's just a place of strength, okay? As a nail, a sure place. That's where your surety is, your certainties. And he shall be for a glorious throne to his father's house. Solid, you can count on him. 24. And they shall hang upon him all the glory of his father's house, the offspring of the issue, all the vessels of small quantity, from the vessels of cups even to the vessels of flagons. In that day, saith the Lord of hosts, shall the nail that is fastened in the sure place be removed and cut down and fall. And the burden that was upon it shall be cut off, for the Lord has spoken it. Now, be careful here. There's two nails. Okay, there are nail. Uh, which the example was used in uh, Sheba, Shebna, and Arnail, which is the truth, Echelim, which means who God sets up. There's two nails there. So it's just saying, where do you, where do you find your security? Where do you find your key of David? Where do you find your certainties that alleviate all anxieties, fears, and worries? Especially in days like today. This COVID-19 is no joke. This is nothing short of germ warfare. Like, do you think the Chinese were going to come over and just go with with weapons? The United States will have a nuclear war. They would lose. 
And then Russia would be sitting back going, just, just waiting to take whatever's left over. But I'm telling you, China, the people are awesome. We love the people. We pray for them. It's their system. God hated it. Guess where Cain went after he, was, after he offed Abel, his brother? He went over to the land of Nod, the system thereof. Guess where Esau went? The guy who God hated. How can you hate a baby as it's being born? It's the system that he represents. Communism. God hates it. Look what it does to the people. They're so oppressed. Looking in Russia right now. Oh, some guy wants to run against Vladimir Putin and he gets poisoned on an airplane. He comes home after recovering from being poisoned and they throw him in jail. And then they have some protests about it and everyone just gets rounded up and thrown in jail. There's so many starving people, freezing people in that gorgeous country of Russia. And what does Putin do? Or Putin, what's his name? Vladimir Putin. He, he just... They just found that he has a multi-billion dollar mansion that he built for himself. Tyrants, babies, that's what they act like. Spoiled brats, beating people down, getting rich off other people's human rights, human indignities. Mother Nature's rights mean nothing to when it comes to money. And that's what's all being said to here. The treasurer, you're going down, treasurer. If you put your security, if you put your nail in the wall and that secures something, and it, you think the money's going to do it, it's not. You can't buy your way into heaven. You can't buy salvation. You can't buy manners. You can't buy love. You can't buy happiness. You can't buy contentment. You can't buy honesty. You can't buy inner peace. And you cannot buy faith, grace, or salvation. What can money buy? Just stuff. Just crappy stuff that will never love you back. You should invest it in magnifying God's word. My name is Mike. This is Companion Chapel. I hope you enjoyed that. That's just the greatest thing. These are great comforting words. God told us all things through Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Please stay tuned for the next episode. That'll be Isaiah chapter 23 coming right up probably tomorrow, February 2nd. Thank you very much. Have a great day. Please promote this podcast. Things that are free for you to do. Promote the podcast. Share it. Or if you have something else where you'd like me to teach... Let me know, because that's the only thing I really know how to do is teach the Bible. I teach it cover to cover, chapter by chapter, verse by verse for you, because I love you. I might not love what you're doing, but I love you to pieces, because we're all brothers and sisters in God's eyes, every single one of us. Thank you very much. Have a great day, and bye for now.